We got random thoughts. 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 Yeah. What it do, what it do, what it do. Hello, everyone. Girl Quest, I am back with another podcast, and I am here with a guest, and this is one of my old-time buddies, and his name is Sinclair. Tell everyone hello, Sinclair. Hey, hey, hey. What's going down? Nothing much. So let me ask you a question. So do you have like a nickname or do we just flat out call you Sinclair or do your like close, close, close friends be like, hey, Cinny Poo or like your family have like a like a a little nickname for you? Like, hey, Cinny, do you have like a different attribute or is it just Sinclair? Uh, no, you can call me Sin, S-I-N. People, someone's like, well, you're too nice to be a Sin. I was like, well, hey, it just works. I know, and I, it's so funny because I actually felt that and even like typing, I'd be like, well, I don't know if he wants to be called Sin because, you know, you just seem so like, oh. <laughs> a little halo and everything. So I don't know, but that's good to know. All right, so we're going to call you Sin. So what's up, man? It's been a while since we actually like seen each other. Like, how old were we? Man, we were like, um, it was seventh grade. Permanence, B Hill life, B, Hill, B Bunker Hill gang for life. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, it was about seventh seventh grade. So that's been a long time. And then I think I left in like ninety two. You were still there. Yeah, you left a little bit. Well, actually, we probably left around the same time. We left. We must have left the same year. Okay. Because I think I came here in like eighth grade. Yeah, I was in eighth okay. grade. Shout out to MacArthur Middle. That's where I went on Fort Meade. Um, so, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. What you know about uh, Fort Meade? I know about that Fort Meade life. You know, I, I was oh. in the Air Force when I got, when I got out of high school. And then... Um, I was stationed at Bowling, so I would go back and forth to Fort Meade. Fort Meade life is real. Or okay. George E. Meade, by the way. It's George E. Meade. Yeah, get it right. Get it right. But anyway, well, that's good to know. So now we're 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 in close vicinities, so we can definitely have to like link up and do brunch and kind of like, you know, elaborate on more shows. Oh yeah, the most definitely. This is going to be great. Yeah, so what I, I wanted to kind of like invite you on the kind of I wanted a Mel's perspective on like I think it would be great to have a Mel's perspective on like this whole R. Kelly situation. Um, oh, I've yeah. been stalling to talk about it because I just there's so many different ways you can go, and a lot of people are really sensitive about this topic. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad to have like you know a Mel's perspective on it, and uh, so. So overall, I know I'm not. I don't. I don't know about about like the truth behind you know if he's you know actually performed these acts and you know on these women or anything like that. But just based off of his his story of saying that uh, it happened to him at a young age, like mm-hmm. uh, a sexual predator approached him. Um, he was young, and it just kind of introduced him to that life. What do you think about that? Um, I think like being young and and being approached by a sexual predators, especially like a lot of men don't talk about it. 
especially um, in the time that we were growing up, it wasn't really popular for a man to say that, hey, you know what, I had this older woman make me have sex with her. You know, I remember that happened to me. I was eight years old and I had a babysitter had me uh, perform sexual acts on her. And that lasted for like a good two, about two years. And, wow. um, and then I remember when I started getting older, you know, you know, it's not right. You know that as a child, you're eight years old, this is not right. But you don't know how to tell anybody. I never told my mom about it. I really just started speaking about it once this R. Kelly thing came out because a lot of people were saying, well, sexual predators. Like, there's a lot of women sexual predators out there, but most men don't talk about it. Yeah. And I even remember when I was, um, I think I was 12 years old. One of, uh, it was a military member and I was cutting grass. Just, you know, everyone tells you, you're a young man, go make your money. And um, I was going to cut her grass and she she said something and it really just always stuck with me. She was saying, you're so handsome, why don't you come inside? Mm. And she was mm. like, you know, you're really smart and you're so handsome, would you like to learn new things? I just wanted to cut, to cut grass to make some money. And um, I was, I think I was around like 10, 12 years old at the time. And wow, um, that's deep to I don't even mean to interrupt you from right there but that that's just so deep because you know I was talking to um you know uh, my boyfriend about the situation and I was just saying like sometimes you know young girls you know older guys see young girls and you know they're like dang you know she built you know they you know they want to holler mm -hmm. and a lot of times the young girl because I've been that girl it's yep. like you're not even thinking that you have this, you know, these titties, these this this ass. You're just thinking like I'm cute. I got a crop top on. My lips is popping. You're not thinking like where they're at. So mm -hmm. to, for, to hear you say like, you know, the woman's like, hey, come inside. You got nice, you know, you, you know, uh, you nice shape, and you know, you you know, you must be tired, and all, all these little comments and like these innuendos. It's just really interesting to know that it happens to you know, young boys as well. And I have boys and I never even really looked at it that way at all. Mm-hmm. It happens a lot. And um, I started to see it when a lot, when I was a dependent, like even when we was living in Germany, that happened a whole lot. There was a lot of people who were being sexually predated. Like I remember when um, we lived in Perm and we had to go by the banana building, there was like military members that would play music to get like, you know, the girls to be dancing when they would play. Mm -hmm. And then when they would go play basketball, when it was like, oh, that young girl over there, she, she know how to move. Oh, You're wow. in the military. Mm -hmm. To be looking at girls that's in the eighth grade, ninth grade, but they were yeah. doing. Wow, no, that's deep, man. That's deep. It's like to show you how relevant it really is in our society today. But what do you think about like Erica Badu, she just, I was at a concert. I don't know if you've heard about it. Um, she was at a concert and mm -hmm. she she basically kind of like addressed the audience and was saying like hurt people hurt people and that you know you know you should you know be able to find it in your home to forgive R. Kelly. Like she forgives him. She's not dismissing the fact that if he did touch these um, young ladies and that he has a problem, he has a sickness. This is true. She's saying, but like we still have to find a way to forgive. What are your thoughts on that, especially being what happened to you? Well, I think that's a really interesting thing because when you look at like the black community, 
we're always in a black community expected to forget. Like someone mm-hmm. robs somebody, oh, just forgive them. Or if you have a pastor that, you know, cheats on his wife and with somebody in the congregation, oh, please forgive him. You know, right. oh, did this, oh, please forgive him. We're always expected to forgive somebody. But mm-hmm. just take it, just take it from just a basic, you know, that basic thing. Yes, I can forgive you, but that doesn't mean that I have to finance you. I don't have to uh, provide for your way of living. I don't have to do that because now you're speaking to a place of my morality. So yes, mm-hmm. I can say that forgiveness is important because it does allow healing. But when you get someone has the provisions to, if they were hurt, to not hurt anybody else and not do harm to someone else, then that's where we start to talk about a morality thing. It's not a forgiveness thing. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly, you were had money you were 25 27 you wrote a book about what happened to you at what point did you think about getting yourself healed so that you could not be hurt people you had multiple opportunities to do that you married Aaliyah when you was 27 you was already starting when you was 20 21 23 yeah you got caught doing some other stuff by the time you was 31 you was abusive by the time you were 32 so when we start looking at the totality of things Yes, forgiveness is a good trait to have and it should be exercised. But when do you stop to, when does the question be, why do I have to continually allow myself to finance you when you did not invest in yourself? Great point. Great, great. That's a great point. And I think a a different way for other people to kind of look at that situation and kind of take that in. yeah, man, this, yeah. this whole situation is crazy. And like when you talk about hurt people hurt other people, it also, you know, like you say, it, it affects your whole life when you, you know, uh, do something like that, especially at a, a young age, I could imagine, correct? Like that has to do with relationships yeah. and how you interact with people and how you interact with maybe your wife or your husband. Like it's... How, yeah, how- it changes your expectations. It changes your expectations because... When you've already started doing sexual acts at eight years old, when everybody else is still playing with like G.I. Joes and Barbies and, you know, playing tag and stuff, you are already thinking about, well, tag is going to lead to me doing other things. So now you're starting to have wrong interactions, even as a child with other children. Because now you're introducing them to to, to something that's happening to, to, to you basically in a in a whole nother way just as simple as something as tag yeah let's go hunching like oh let's you ever been hunching before what's hunching oh well let's i want you come by my house and spend the night and i'll show you what hunching well, what is. the hell is hunching? so now it's hunching a real thing hunching i remember hunching when i was in alabama where you know well it was humping and then it was hunching so humping was where you had your clothes on and then hunching is where you just had your draws oh. on. I thought that was common. I knew I would have been scared I, as hell if somebody would ask me to come do hunching. I'd have been like, no way. Ain't no ways I was going to do no hunching. Humping? I, I thought, uh, maybe, but hunching? Uh, sounds scary. But no, I was kind of scary, period. Yeah. So <laughs> I was it. I was introduced to hunching when I was with a babysitter and they had older, they were like 16 years old. So the 16-year-olds were responsible for kids that were like eight, nine years old. So they would like get the eight, year, eight nine years old and say, okay, y'all get together and y'all go ahead and start hunching. And it was like, and then 
the older kids would say based on how you was hunching they was like oh yeah i can't wait for him to get older or her to get older then yeah so you was already having teenagers sexually predicting on other on younger kids doing certain things so when i got to about 12 12 years old i thought hunching was the right thing to do and then you start talking to other kids it's like i never know what hunching is like oh well i'm just joking uh Beavers and butthead, uh, you try to go back to being a kid. Yeah. So you're putting this mask. That's deep. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really glad you shared that because honestly, I never even really looked at it in that way. Like I, I, I didn't even have that perspective of, of, of female predators and just the, the. I mean, I, I, I understand the chain effect, but like, man, to actually hear it like that is deep. And, 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 and that's, but I'll tell you, it, I've always been protective of my kids because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, that spending the night shit, no, I I, I don't do the spending the night. I prefer you to be able to spend the night over my house. Um, I don't like my kids spending the night over nobody's house because I, I, I'm just that paranoid. Even though you can do it in your own house, you know, it can happen right underneath your, your nose. You know, you can prevent yeah. kids from doing what they do. You know what I mean? Like hide and go get it and all that kind of stuff. But you know, yeah. I just try to be as vigilant as I possibly can, man. And I already, I mean, it, try to explain to them at a young age about that touching stuff. Yeah, because and it was and it was even more difficult for me because I'm a single father, so I'm raising two daughters. So when my daughters got to the age of they wanted to have their friends spend the night the parents was like nah whose else is in that house yeah wow that's neat oh man you're bringing so many different perspectives to this conversation mm-hmm. absolutely oh, I can understand that he's doing with the kids and them girls and he's a good father but you ain't spending night with him I would, no, honestly, no I have to honestly say I would probably be that stereotypical mom to make that comment of course I would I would probably really have to really 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 know you like we've grown up together like have been around you i would have to know you to know oh he's good you know it's okay yeah because i would definitely you know just automatically just have that fence up just have that guard up and that and i had to explain it to my daughters i was like look i'm sorry i mean i had to apologize to my daughters just because i'm just a i'm a man yeah I had to apologize, baby. I'm sorry that I understand why your friends won't allow you, them to come spend the night with us. I understand. I'm so sorry. It was like, well, daddy, what? Why can't we go? Why can't they come over here? I said, baby, they just don't trust that fact that nothing's going to happen to their kid, and I can understand it. But it was it was a hard conversation to have with my daughters at the wow. time. Wow. And h- how old are your daughters now? They're ten and twelve, so yeah, they're they're, they're getting to be a fun age. Have 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 they? Are they aware of any of this R. Kelly stuff, or are they not even on that media news like that? Well, they're kids, and then you can't really change. You cannot dictate. You can change and in, in and control the environment, the listening environment. Excuse me, of your kids in your home, but you can't change and control when they get to school. Yeah. So when their friends' parents are watching the episodes and stuff, and the kids are not going to sleep, the kids are right there, mm-hmm. but they don't have an understanding of it. So then they come and they talk about based on the reactions of their parents. 
that's how the kids react when they get to school. So like, a, for example, like if you see a kid fall and you don't scream or rush to them, they just get up and keep mm-hmm. moving. But when the when you go, oh my God, baby, you fell. That's when the kid knows to cry because now you're giving energy to them that now doesn't feel comfortable. That's right. So kids learning about sexual things, they're not learning about these sexual norms and what's not normal based on the behavior of their parents reacting to these things. So yes, kids talk, but you know they haven't brought it up to me or saying, well, daddy, what's yeah. this? They just ask, who's our killing? Good. Why is this such a issue? Yeah, yeah, good. Man, well, I'm I'm really glad that you know you came on today to talk to me uh, about this, you know, topic. I was kind of wondering what we were going to discuss, but I thought this would be a, a good one because, man, you just brought a whole lot of perspectives uh, and point of views that I didn't, I never even thought about as far as what a man has to deal with and what a what a boy has to deal with uh, when it comes to sexual predators. So, you know, I'm glad that you shared that with me. Tell me what, you have a podcast coming out, don't you? Tell me what you got going on with, with you know, you. What, are you. what are you into? Oh, I'm into, like, health and wellness and, and different, like, social topics. And one of the things that I wanted to talk to one on my podcast is about being mm-hmm. brave. Like bravery is just not running into a burning building or joining the military. Bravery could be doing something out of your normal habit zone. You know, a lot of people talk about my comfort zone, but merely, rarely do people come out of their habit zone. And I had a little brief conversation about that. And then talk, you know, conversations I have with people who are athletes and people trying to get their kids in college. Like, what does it mean to have a kid go to college what does that mean if they're an athlete like what's the rules about that a lot of people just want to be great but you don't know what it what it really what's the back game of this this is a real life this is a whole nother backstory about what it is to be a collegiate and so-called amateur athlete um there's no such thing to me as an amateur athlete when parents are paying sixty thousand dollars $80,000 for private schools and physical therapy and training. If you're paying 80 grand, you're not a, you're not an amateur athlete. Exactly. I mean, there's nothing amateur. That ain't amateur money you spending. Amateur money. So I I have issues with like the whole amateur status. So I just have conversations about things like that. Well, I look forward to, to, you know, getting involved with, you know, what you got going on and coming on your show and, you know, talking about all kinds of like topics and just, you know, bringing, you know, awareness to a lot of these social issues that we all experience, you know what I mean? Or maybe we will experience, we can discuss it. Um, So I appreciate you coming on the show, Sin Sin. Appreciate you. This was fun. And um, I just want to say thank you because, you know, a lot of people don't want to talk about this, especially in the black community. And it's something that if you want to change it, you got to talk about it. I mean, and we can always have discussions about this in all different type of ways. I mean, that's just one layer. I mean, there's just several. We didn't even dive really into how much it really does affect you in a relationship level. We didn't even dive on that part. So like it. It really can affect you, you know, in so many ways. So this topic is is never a dull topic. I mean, you know, we'll, we we'll definitely can dive back into this uh, again and, and and bring awareness uh, constantly. I don't think we should ever stop. I think it should be consistent conversation. 
Um, oh yeah, that's a lot about parts. Parts one, part two, part three. So I'm down for that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Sinclair. I am wrapping it up. This has been uh, your girl Quest with Yo, It's Random Thoughts. And I just thank you, Sin, for joining me and can't wait to do it again. All right. Bye.